Welcome to the Vocational Education Podcast. Here's your host, Dr. Dan. you're about to hear is not only incredibly crucial to your ability to teach better but possibly even to learn better what if what i was about to say is so incredibly important that you have to put down everything and listen for the next five minutes cognitive priming is exactly that just like in the old days when we had to prime an engine to get it started or turn a propeller to get the engine going priming the brain to prepare it for learning is one of the most important things we can do as teachers. And in this video, I'm gonna show you a couple of little ways that you can introduce priming strategies into your teaching. If you've ever wanted your students to be ready for the next new thing you're about to teach them, then look no further than the art of priming. We'll break this down into two areas considered to impact different areas of the brain. These are perceptual priming and conceptual priming. The word perceptual draws its roots from the verb perceive, meaning to grasp, and we perceive things through our senses. So it's natural to assume that perceptual priming means preparing our senses to receive or grasp something new. For example, let's prime our perceptions now with this idea. Here is the color yellow. We'll be talking about yellow things for the next 20 seconds. And now that your senses are primed, if we show you a banana or a sunflower or a toy truck, your brain has to do less work to encode that information. We can do this with all the senses. Consider a peaceful sound, something that will help you calm down during your busy and stressful workday. If I now play you the sounds of birds chirping in an open forest, or some soft music from an orchestra, you'll be ready and, more importantly, willing to accept it and encode that when mixed with new information. Let's see what I mean. Imagine we're discussing how to deal with stress in the workplace. I prime you for this by talking about those calm sounds. Then we play the sound and discuss breathing techniques that you can use to reduce stress. It works. Think of ways you can introduce perceptual priming into your lessons. Start it straight away and see the difference that it can make. A concept is an idea that may or may not be abstract. So unlike perceptual priming, we're now priming our thought patterns to be ready for a new idea. This is often conflated with semantic priming as we're trying to prime a learner to think about something in the same semantic category. Magicians and mentalists use this technique to prompt their subjects to think of things in a semi-controlled manner so that they do or say something unconsciously that the performer can predict. But we're not trying to trick our students here. We want them to be ready to learn and be cognitively prepared. For example, if we're teaching the subject first aid, then task-related concepts such as bandages, cuts, CPR and sirens in most cases, prime the learner to start thinking about the topic. Now, interestingly, these don't have to be words that you say. They can be sounds like sirens, smells like hospital disinfectant or bandages, images like an ambulance or emergency scene, or video, flashing emergency lights. Each concept relates to your topic and, surprisingly, reduces the work that a student's brain has to do in order to assimilate that new information. Priming can be further divided into many categories, including associative, repetition, response, and more. There is a lot of information online about these categories, but suffice to say, understanding the two that I've mentioned today will have a significantly positive impact on your teaching practices. I'd love to hear your thoughts and comments about this subject, 
So please send me your comments at dan at spectraining.edu.au or pop along to our YouTube channel to see the video version of this particular podcast and leave your comments there. I'll hear from you soon. Bye.